Hello and welcome back to the Talon. We are doing our NFL recap today. Every Tuesday, I'm going to try to do NFL episode and Thursday. And I'm going to try to fill in some MLB and college football on the days besides that. But today is an NFL day, which is probably my favorite day, to be honest, especially at the beginning of the season. To start us off, we had the first game of the season with Monday Night Football. It was the Bills versus the Rams. The Bills came out on top with a really impressive win. They ended up winning 31-10. to Josh Allen and Diggs had a very evident connection. I mean, we know they had it, but they've expanded upon it. Uh, Josh Allen had about 300 yards and three touchdowns, only threw five incomplete passes. He also rushed for 56 yards, and the, the highlight performer for the Rams was Cooper Cup with 128 yards and 10 receptions. The thing that people were concerned about this game after was Allen Robinson only had two targets, and he was supposed to be a big impact this year for that team so hopefully he gets starts getting more targets if they want to clean up the offensive side of the ball and cam Akers and daryl henderson and honestly just the rushing game in general did not show up for the rams and they start off their season 0-1 coming off a super bowl win so i'm sure like the rams will be fine but yeah i'm looking at their rushing game cam Akers had three carries for zero yards henderson had 13 carries for 47 yards they just never really got anything going. Uh, Devin Singletary and Josh Allen had a fine rushing game for the Buffalo Bills. And Stephon Diggs put up 122 yards. And Gabriel Davis, who has been a rising wide receiver, especially after the end of last season, coming into this season, had 88 yards. So they looked good. The defense also looked very good for the Bills. They had seven sacks on the game. And if you're going to get seven sacks in a game, you are most likely going to win that game. So going on to the next game, uh, we had the Bengals and the Steelers. That's the first one I'm going to talk about because it was one of the most fun games of the day. The Steelers come out on top, and they take a game from a division rival in the Steelers, or in the Bengals, sorry. Um, Trubisky was the starting quarterback for the Steelers, and he, he got a dub. And it's just, Trubisky has a quiet winning record as a starting quarterback. He didn't do anything crazy, but he didn't turn the ball over, and Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow threw four picks. Um, he had 53 pass attempts this game. They never really tried like getting the run game that they had to stick with Burrow when they had to come back. Um, they gave Mixon 27 carries, though, but he was averaging three yards of carry, so that was not working out against a stout Pittsburgh defense. Um, the running game for the Pittsburgh also was not looking good. Najee had 10 carries for 23 yards. This was quite the game. The final score was 23-20 to on an overtime field goal. The difference was the special teams. Besides the Bengals turning the ball over continuously, the difference was on special teams, and it happened with a missed PAT from Evan McPherson and a missed field goal from Chris Boswell, and those were just two big field goals that if... <laughs> If Cincinnati makes it, then they win the game. Um, yeah, and it was just really, honestly really fun to watch. And then Boswell came in clutch at the end and knocked it down from pretty far. I think it was like 53 yards. So go Boswell. And on to the next game. That's just a big win for the Steelers there. Um, the next game is the Falcons-Saints. I want to talk about this because obviously I'm a passionate Falcons fan. And and it was a sad game. Cordell Patterson, 56 yards. Oh, my gosh, 56 yards. 120 yards on 22 carries. He had quite the game. Marcus Mariota did not play bad either. Um, 
Kyle Pitts played really good. Drake London had a great debut. He was the leading receiver for the team. The offense looked good. It looked very versatile, which is something to look forward to for this team. But the New Orleans Saints ended up coming back as the Falcons blew like a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. Jameis Winston had 270 yards and two touchdowns, and that was pretty much the difference maker. If you're not going to get Jameis to turn over the ball, you're probably not going to win the game. And he threw to a surprising number one target. Jarvis Landry had 115 yards. But who really won the game and the impact player for the offense for the Saints was Michael Thomas, if you watched it. In the last two drives to score two touchdowns in a row, almost every single throw went to Michael Thomas as they drove down the field quick. And he had one-on-ones with A.J. Terrell. Play calling was not great on the Falcons' part. They started going to prevent defense with like 14 minutes to go. And they ended up losing the game by getting outscored 17-3 to in the fourth quarter on a field goal. Um, the next game was the Bears-49ers game. Bears-49ers, it was a weird game. I didn't really know what to expect. Justin Fields, obviously, people are still high on him. They want him to be good. And then Trey Lance, they've committed to Trey Lance this year over in San Francisco, and there was a final score of 19-10. to It was a very bad weather game, if you saw it. It was pouring rain. They were squeegeeing the field. Neither quarterbacks did great. Fields definitely won the battle, though. He only threw 17 times, but in those 17 times, he threw two touchdowns and one interception. Trey Lance completed less than half his passes and threw for one pick. The rushing game never got going for either teams, and there's not a ton to talk about. Final score is 19-10, to and the Bears get a big win over the 49ers, and just like, they were so hype. They're doing slip and slides on the field after the game, so that was good to see for Chicago. I thought the 49ers were going to win that one, but I was wrong. The Eagles and the Lions faced off next. Um, the Eagles ended up winning by three points. The Lions showed they can score. They scored 35 on this Eagles defense, but it just was not enough. Uh, Jalen Hurts went 18 for 32. No touchdowns, no picks, but just a fine game there. It was the rushing game for the Eagles to score. They had four different players score rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Those guys have been those running backs have been working for the Eagles for a few years now and they stuck with them. The running game was also working for the Lions. So this game was a little bit different from the rest of the games on Sunday. DeAndre Swift had 144 yards rushing, and Jamal Williams had two touchdowns rushing. AJ Brown proved he's gonna be the number one option for Jalen Hurts this season as he put up 155 yards and 10 catches. Amon St. Brown looked good for the Lions, and he looks like to be their top receiver this year. TJ Hawkinson had a fine game, and DeAndre Swift honestly just played out of his mind. And the Eagles ended up winning by three points in a high-scoring affair. I think that the Lions looked good, considering what we saw last year, only losing by three to the Eagles, who are probably going to win the NFC East. So good job there for the Lions and Dan Campbell. Hopefully they don't fire him this year. Next up, Patriots-Dolphins. Very interesting game. Um, It was the first game that we got to see Waddle to a uh, and Tyreek Hill really all worked together with Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Their defense was so good in this game. Like, they forced, I think, what, two two turnovers? They forced an interception. I'm pretty sure they forced a fumble. Um, And they just looked so stout as they only let up seven points. Tua, 23 for 33 with a touchdown. Receiving-wise, Tyreek Hill led the team with 94 yards and eight receptions. He was his go-to guy. Tua made some bad throws. Tyreek Hill could have easily had over 110 yards if he made some good throws. But 
that that will come with time. Like the Dolphins looked very good. They look like they're gonna be able to k- compete for the AFC, and they would feel even better if the Bills weren't so dang good. Like that AFC East is just the Dolphins and the Bills, and then the Pats are sitting there, and the Jets are terrible. So who are you gonna go to to win this division? It's probably gonna be the Bills, but I would honestly almost lock in the Dolphins being a wild card. They looked. It looks awesome. Um, the next team I want to talk about was the um, was the Ravens Jets game. The Ravens ended up winning twenty four to nine. Jets did not look very good per usual. They started Joe Flacco this game, and he did not get the revenge that he wanted. Even though he honestly had a pretty good game, threw for three hundred yards. But the Ravens, Lamar Jackson looked good. He threw two touchdowns to Devin Duvernay and one deep ball to Rashawn Bateman's for a touchdown. The Ravens looked solid. The receivers looked like what they needed to look like in this first game. The Commanders-Jaguars game was a pretty good game. Wentz went for 313 yards and four touchdowns. Christian Kirk, on his Jaguars debut, had 117 yards on six receptions. That's what you want to see out of Christian Kirk if you're going to bring him here and pay him 18 mil. But neither of these teams are contenders in their divisions, so I'm not going to talk about that much. Trevor Lawrence looked fine. Travis Etienne honestly did not look great. James Robinson led the team with the rushing. ETN, I think, will come with time, though. Like, he's still not used to the league, so I wouldn't be too worried about him. Baker Mayfield tried getting revenge on his old team, the Browns, this week. Baker Mayfield went for 16 for 27 with a touchdown interception, and he lost to Jacoby Brissett. The difference in this game, though, was not the quarterback play. I don't know what um, the Panthers are doing, only giving Christian McCaffrey 10 carries. That's your mistake. I mean, he had a touchdown, but you're only giving arguably the best running back in the league 10 carries. And they lost the game because on the other side of the ball for the Browns, Nick Chubb had 22 carries, 140 yards. That is the difference. Your best player on both teams is your running back, and the Browns gets double the carries. Like, you're going to lose the game when that happens. So I'm not really too surprised. Panthers lose by two. Good win for the Browns. As many games as they can win before Deshaun gets back is going to be huge. If they could be 500 going into that, that'd be awesome for them. Colts-Texans ended in a tie. This AFC South rivalry ended in a tie. <laughs> like, that is so funny to me. That in the AFC South, nobody won a game. Because the Titans lost, the Jaguars lost, and the Colts and Texans ended in a tie. This was Matt Ryan's debut. Honestly, the Colts were fighting back to get that tie. The beginning of the game did not look good. As you can expect, though, Jonathan Taylor had a great game. They did what they should. They gave him 30 carries for 160 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan put up 350 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Davis Mills for the Texans. Like, this is a good quarterback. He had two touchdowns. 23 for 37. No no turnovers, though. And he has no support in the run game when your leading running back is Rex Burkhead. So, good job, Davis Mills. Michael Pittman went off 120 yards for the Colts. And he's going to be the number one option there. And that's going to be someone that if you don't have on fantasy and you feel like you can trade for him, definitely get, my, get yourself a Michael Pittman because he will be a great player. The Giants finally win a game. They won their home opener for the first time in like so many years. I don't even, I don't even know, but I just saw this video of this Giants fan go nuts. He was like, we finally won an opening game. So good for the Giants. They beat the Titans. The Titans are on the decline, like a steep decline. Um, Saquon Barkley is back, and he's healthy right now. How long will he be healthy for? That will probably determine how far they go this season. Daniel Jones had a fine game, two touchdowns, had one turnover. Ryan Tannehill had his classic clean game, two touchdowns, no turnovers. The problem was they never really got Derrick Henry going. 
He had 21 carries for 82 yards, which isn't bad, but we all know for the Titans, he's going to need more than that, more than, like, four yards per carry. Um, Receiving-wise, the Titans just have no one at receiver. Robert Woods was supposed to be the number one guy. He had one catch. The surprising name here was Kyle Phillips. He had 66 yards on six catches, so if you could maybe snag him in fantasy. And Dontra Hilliard, this is another fantasy guy to watch. He had three catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns for the Titans. So he's going to be the receiving back for the Titans, and I would expect him to maybe be a flex option or just a bench running back that you could value if need be when you have a guy in a bye week. Sterling Shepard and Richie James led the receiving attack for the Giants, combining for about 130 yards. And the Giants... I mean, that's a big win for the NFC East right now because Dak's out and the Eagles are good. But if Saquon stays healthy and you can win some games and really compete for that East, if you can beat, take a game from the Eagles when you play them, that would be really interesting to watch. I have no faith in that happening, but let's at least make the NFC East competitive because I think the Cowboys are completely done so now, to be honest. Packers-Vikings favorite game of the week. I mean, I post on the TikTok, Aaron Rodgers going down the drain. And sure enough, he loses against Kirk Cousins. He gets absolutely outplayed. Aaron Rodgers, 22 for 34, 195 yards and a pick. I mean, you're a terrible guy. Your number one receiver leaves, and he goes for 140 yards somewhere else with Derek Carr. And you're out here doing barstool sports interviews with Caleb Presley. I mean, a great guy, funny guy. But if you're not going to be good and you get Jordan Love five attempts, Jordan Love's coming for your spot. Cut the hair. You're not good. Be humble. Aaron Rodgers is going down the drain. He's going to have the worst season of his career this year. And it's going to be freaking awesome. Kirk Cousins, he went 22 for 32 with two touchdowns and beat Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay only put up seven points. Dalvin Cook had 90 yards. Good game for them. Justin Jefferson, explosive. Maybe one of the offensive players of the week. 184 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. I mean, my, my goodness, that's filthy. I'm just, oh, this Aaron Rodgers overrated stuff. It's finally a show now that Devontae's gone, and I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes showed, hey, I'm still going to win the AFC West. And there's nothing you're going to do about it because he had an, a near-perfect game for a quarterback. He went 30 for 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no turnovers. His team was filthy. Fantasy player to watch from the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco. If that's how you say his last name, I'm sorry if it's wrong. He had 12 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Elair looks like he's not the guy. Go trade Clyde Edwards-Elair. A lot of people took him in like a mid-round. I did not. I had no interest in him because when I drafted him as rookie, he sucked. Go get Isaiah Pacheco off waivers. Especially, and he's not going to be your RB1, may not even be your RB2, but he's another flex guy and a value like throw-in for a trade. Travis Kelsey... Eight receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. He's still going to do it. That's still the best connection. Juju had a pretty good debut as well for the Chiefs. Chargers-Raiders, this was an awesome game. I watched this game pretty closely because I the AFC West is the best division in football. Raiders-Chargers did not disappoint. The difference, if you actually go and watch the game, was this Chargers pass, pass rush. With Bosa and Khalil Mack coming on both sides, Khalil Mack had three sacks in his debut. Bosa was constantly getting pressure. Like, Derek Carr, if he had time to throw, it was usually good throws. Darren Waller, Devontae, Hunter Renfro, like, he was dealing. But they kept getting pressure on him, forcing fumbles on Derek Carr, and that was the difference. Devontae Adams, as I said earlier, 10 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. 
those two teams are going to be competing with the Chiefs for the West. I still honestly have big, big hopes for the Raiders. I think they're going to be a double-digit win team this year. The Chargers also look very good. Herbert just looked great. Ockler, uh, Austin Eckler looked good for them as well. And Josh Kelly, he was getting some carries, and he was getting some action. So the Chargers, the Raiders, that's such a good game. If you haven't watched those highlights, go watch those highlights. Last, second to last game, last game on Sunday, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Cowboys get shut out. Or not shut out, shut down to three points. Dak Prescott gets injured. Their season's over. Zeke ain't that guy. Tom Brady, 18 for 27 with a touchdown. Leonard Fournette, looks like he's back to his LSU days somehow. He had 127 yards. And Mike Evans had 70 yards and five catches. Julio looked pretty good for them. He had three catches for like 60 yards, one deep bomb. Um, Buccaneers going to run away with the NFC South. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. Monday night football. Broncos, Seahawks. Geno Smith. They wrote. They, he didn't write back. They wrote him off, and he did not write back. And he showed that. Geno Smith had a heck of a game. Nothing crazy, but enough to get the job done for Seattle. He had 195 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. His counterpart, Russell Wilson, he's the successor to Russell Wilson. Also, they said that Russell Wilson, bona fide Hall of Famer. I do not agree with that take at all. He's a great quarterback. I don't think he's by no means a for sure Hall of Famer. He has no MVPs. Not even a vote for an MVP and no offensive player of the years on any level. Like not even like some random journalist said that. So I'm not on that. Russell Wilson only threw one touchdown and they it was fourth and five, 64 yard field goal. The coach said, Hey Russell, I trust this guy to make this 64 yard field goal. Then for you who are paying an absurd amount of money to gain five yards, because there was 20 seconds left and they had a timeout. They could have done that. Take the 64 yard field goal. Not McManus's fault on the miss. He had the leg, 64 yards though, and it doinked off. I'm not in on the Broncos at all. I think they're going to have eight or nine wins this year, and that's all. Uh, Jared Judy had a pretty good game for them, though, and the passing game did not look bad, but I'm just not in on the Broncos, and I don't, I can't really say why. I just, I'm watching them, I wasn't impressed. I'm not impressed with Russell Wilson. I don't think he's a championship caliber quarterback anymore. For the Seattle, though, Geno Smith and Rashad Penny. I mean, that's West Virginia and Louisville. They're killing it. Two guys that came in through the draft, pretty high, high expectations. Rashad Penny's been in Seattle for a while. Geno Smith's been all over, started with the Jets, and they're coming together. Go Seattle. Big win for Pete Carroll. Huge win for Pete Carroll to beat Russell Wilson. Loved that game. They were booing him. They were booing Russell Wilson. That was kind of funny. And... Russell said he did not expect an applause or anything, but I was honestly pretty surprised for them to be booing Russell Wilson. Um, for all the good that he's done for them, he won them a Super Bowl. So I was pretty surprised by that. But as, uh, to close this episode, talk about some fantasy stuff. Isaiah Pacheco looked good. Greg Dortch for the Arizona Cardinals looked good. Until DeAndre Hopkins com- comes back, I'd pick yourself up a Dortch. Um... And yeah, those are the two big names that I'm probably going to try to pick up on the waiver wire this week. And thanks for tuning in to the town.